Welcome to another episode of the Vineyard Nordic podcast. My name is Jon and I will be leading you through this conversation. I think the main thing for me is this hype versus being real and to not just do things because they're cool and you think it will attract, but to be genuine, set God first and make people attracted to God and not a church concept or not a cool worship or a cool guy that's preaching. In this episode, I have the honor of having Tobias Wessel and Malin Drönen in the podcast. I have known Malin and Tobias since their early teenage years when they first joined our youth camp during Vineyard Nordic summer camp. Today, many years later, Tobias lives and works in Trondheim, Norway in a Bible school and Malin is doing a worship school in Oslo, Norway. They are two among many more great young leaders in our Vineyard Nordic movement that we should be proud of. And in this episode, we're chatting about being young and a follower of Christ. We also talk about dreams and visions of how the church would look like in order to reach the young generation. These are some true inspiring discussions we have today. So let's start. So, very welcome again to this episode of the Vinya Nordic podcast and very welcome Malin and Tobias. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Malin, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I've had a really nice weekend and uh, yeah. What did you do? In the weekend? Uh, I went to a city in Norway called Bergen <laughs> and uh, I've been to a concert, Christmas concert with uh, the school that I went to when I went to high school. So uh, yeah, it was so nice meeting some old friends from school and just catching up. It was so nice. That sounds really good. And you Tobias, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I had a really nice Sabbath yesterday um, because I've started uh, practicing and uh, yeah, doing Sabbath. And it was really nice. Mm. That sounds really good. Maybe something we will touch on today as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really good to have you here. Uh, it's really good to have a little bit younger guests compared to what we have been <laughs> having before. But Malin, uh, for the ones who doesn't know you, how would yeah. you describe yourself with three words? Um, three words, that's hard. But, well, uh, music. I'm a singer and a guitar player. I, I love worshipping and leading worship, but also, also like I'm really interested in music in general. And um, like feelings, <laughs> I'm a feelings person. I have a lot of feelings <laughs> and yeah, I feel a lot. <laughs> Are you like a person who absorb everyone's feelings in a room? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I sense a lot yeah. in a room. Yeah, it's exhausting, but it's, it's nice. I like it. So it was music, it feelings, and... Yeah, and one more thing that I'm really interested in is my relationships with people. Uh, and I'm really passionate about my relations. I'm a like a one-to-one person, <laughs> not the one that takes up the most the most space in, in bigger context, but I'm a one-to-one person, and, and I love a genuine and like heart-to-heart relation and conversation. So that's one thing that I've discovered more when I've gotten older. Good. Mm-hmm. And you, Tobias, how would you describe yourself with three words? Mm-hmm. The first thing you need to know is that I'm tall. I'm almost uh, uh, two meters high. Like in my passport, uh, it says that I'm 
1.97 meters high. But uh, I'm tall and I'm a kind of a perfectionist, um, which is both good and bad. <laughs> and that has a lot to do with also that I love to be a creative and create things. And I've done a lot of theater and I work with media at a Bible school here in Trondheim. <laughs> so I take a lot of photo and I do film and also another podcast for the school oh, <laughs> and that's just, uh, this design things and uh, yeah and it's good to be a perfectionist but also that makes the process uh, last a little bit longer than it needs <laughs> yeah <laughs> so perfectionist and tall and what's the third one yeah no, I thought a uh, creative oh creative I, I yeah. That yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. that's good mm. Nice to hear a little bit more of you. And um, Tobias, what are you doing in life at the moment? What I'm doing in life? Like, uh, I'm working at a Bible school that I attended last year, that in English is the Outreach Center, um, and working with media here in Trondheim. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And you, Malin, what are you doing right now? I'm in Bible school, too, in Oslo with uh, yeah, a Bible school with extra focus on worship with some of the biggest uh, worshipers in yeah worship leaders in Norway as my teachers so that's so nice yeah, yeah. that mm. must be really good yeah. so you both of you are in a kind of a good place right now I would say <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, when I have guests in the podcast I like to warm you guys up a little bit with some short questions so uh, I want to start with you, Tobias. What is your favorite Netflix series? Uh, I, I think it is. Uh, it has to be, but I don't remember the name of it, but uh, with the Winter Soldier and Falcon. I only watch Disney Plus now because there you have all the Marvel and the good stuff and their new series. Okay, that's good. So that was bad of me asking <laughs> Netflix. It's, it's Disney, yeah. Yeah, 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 Disney yeah. Plus. Then. Yeah. <laughs> So Disney Plus is is your favorite platform right now, Marlin. What did you want to become as a child? Oh, oh, actually, I wanted to. Um, I made my own word for it, but uh, like the one who is filming movies. Ah, oh, producer? Yeah. No. Yeah, like producer, maybe. Yeah, I don't in a know. Way. But uh, the, or one the one behind, behind the, the ca camera. Yeah, the one yeah. behind the camera. cameraman. Yeah. Yeah, the cameraman, like in <laughs> in movies. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> and to both of you, what is your definition of leadership? Maybe Tobias can start. The definition of leadership? Um, it's about being a role model and um, being a good example for others and for them to follow yeah. and, and guide people and wander with people as they also wander with God. Good. And you, Malin? Yeah, I think that... Um, a good leader is genuine and uh, is like interested for real. Yeah, to be yeah, genuine. genuine. That's good. And the last question: What are you guys dreaming of right now, Marlin? You can start. Um, like as a student, it's hard to like think really forward into life, and I'm really. Uh, right now, I'm thinking a lot about next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like one year at a time right now, but far in the future, yeah, I would like to have a family. I think that I would love the standard life to just have a family, have a husband, some kids, have a nice house, go to a church. Maybe I could be involved in some worship and 
yeah, that's like the dreaming for my own life, living with God. Yeah. Mm. And you, Tobias? I think the dream right now is to actually travel because I was supposed to go four and a half months to Cambodia last year with my Bible school for like a mission trip, but uh, Corona. So, <laughs> but I'm maybe going like one week visiting one of the teams, but maybe more after I'm done here at this Bible school. Mm. But time will show. Mm. That sounds good. So uh, to learn a little bit more about you guys and your own history, I usually ask the person that are guesting the podcast to share some situations from their life that have like shaped who they are today. And I also would like to do that with you today. So I was thinking if Malin, if you would like to start to share two stories or situations from your life that have shaped who you are today. Yeah. Um, so I tried to think about if I had like a turning point with my faith, but I don't think that I have like a specific happening in my life. But the camps that we've had in the Vineyard Nordic, it's really played a huge role and probably the biggest role in forming like my Christian life and my relationship with God. So I think it's hard to like point out one uh, happening, but maybe like a sum of all the camps uh, has really step by step and little by little formed my Christian life. Mm. Hmm. What would you say have been those like, you said that that's not maybe a specific time or, or place, but like what has been the, the outstanding things that you take from that uh, that's been like important for you think that to surround myself with other christians in my own age because that was not something that i experienced a lot when i was younger to have a uh, christian friends so to to experience to be part of something bigger community of christians to get inspired by yeah and one other thing that's uh, really affected my life and like a big happening is when I went to high school, I actually had a really bad time. Like the first years I had like no friends in school and I became like kind of depressed. I just didn't quite fit in and they had no room for me in that class. Uh, and then Corona came and I was halfway in my second year and it was just a blessing to be able to have homeschool. <laughs> I loved it <laughs> and it was great. Uh, and it's kind of a long story, but with many coincidences, I ended up applying to a boarding school on the other side of the country in Bergen. And uh, that year was just the biggest blessing my whole life. And I got the best friends ever and had an amazing year, amazing last year. And uh, I got to grow a lot in faith too. It was a Christian school with people from many Christian communities. So I really get to like open up my perspective on our faith because there were so many different kinds of faiths there. Mm. From and different backgrounds in, yeah. in church, yeah. Yeah. So when I look back at it, I just, I just know that it has to be... God, there were mm. so many coincidences summing up to me going there, mm. uh, like moving across Norway alone, uh, where I didn't know anyone to that small, small school that nobody had heard about. Yeah. So God was moving. And, uh, and I think that so far has been the biggest turning point in my life. Mm. That's good. And Tobias, if you were to share some stories from your life, what would those be? 
Yeah, I think uh, we have to go back to New Zealand, as I mentioned earlier, because in 2012, my whole family moved to New Zealand to a little island outside Auckland called Great Barrier Island. Uh, and we were there for uh, three months uh, and they attended a school through Father Heart Ministries, which is about like it, to learn about who we are as sons and daughters. Uh, and uh, there I got to experience that God actually cares for me or he, he became close and uh, he met me uh, through the Holy Spirit for the first time. And uh, that changed my life. And I got baptized there in the Pacific Ocean on a rainy day. But uh, it kind of uh, became uh, real to me. God wasn't just some stories, but uh, he was a living God uh, that cared about me. So that was a huge uh, turning point. And if I'm going to talk about one more thing, then I think I want to talk about something that's happening right now. Because as I mentioned earlier as well, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I've been that for a long time. And the bad side of that story is that I stress too much. <laughs> and uh, I realized that this past, um, this past month that I'm actually really tired. <laughs> and I haven't realized that. And just going on adre adrenaline and uh, having fun, but uh, exhausted. So I had to like take a step back uh, and... God kind of guided me through it and was like, okay, I think you need to calm down now. And uh, he's teaching me about uh, his peace and about resting and about Sabbath, which is my favorite day in the week now, just to be alone, to get to know God better and to be with friends and uh, study his word and praise him and sleep long and uh yeah, don't hustle from uh, everything because we get so busy, but just stop. That's what Sabbath actually means to just stop and just think, get a perspective on where you are in your life right now and about God, which is why we live, to live in a relationship to him. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think it's something you touched on there with Sabbath, and it's something we also been talking about in the youth movement here last in this fall when we had that conference and, and I think it's also something that we hear from many places that it's really on the, what you say, on the surface right now uh, in speaking about that we need to, we need these breaks in our daily routines but also in our weekly routines and yearly routines to have this time where we just pause to have the energy to, to actually go full on the other days uh, in a way. Um, would you describe this to be something that you can see in the younger generation in general that people need today or that they kind of realize that they need? <laughs> I mean, everyone needs it maybe in a way, but... Yeah, I absolutely think the youth uh, needs it, but it's difficult, you know, because the whole culture is about... Uh, you have this definition or kind of fear, like FOMO, fear of missing out, which has become a thing because uh, with social media and everything, it looks like you're having so much fun all the time and you don't want to miss anything and you have to post it. And yeah, you don't have a real life if you don't have fun all the time. And it isn't that Sabbath isn't fun, but it is actually stopping up and not having your calendar full of things you have to do that day. And uh, 
I think we absolutely need it. And it's actually science. They tried in the revolution in France to change the week to like 10 days, work days, or, or like rest on the 10th. But it didn't work. Like you got into depression and uh, yeah, the whole body collapsed. So then they had to go back to the biblical seven days a week because it just didn't work. Yeah. So uh, I mean, if we believe in the creator and he created in a seven days routine, then maybe there's something behind that statement as mm, well. Uh, absolutely. And, and it's not a boring day where you have to sit still. Uh, it's a day you can honor God and you can go on walks. You can be with family and friends, but you're going to just stop. Yeah. And Marlene, what would you say? Is this something that you've been thinking about as well? Yeah, I think that it's something that I've really been longing for. But at the same time, it's something that is really hard mm. to do practically. Um, but I definitely think that we need it and not just the youth, but everyone, because the society and everything going on, it's just too much. And I think that we're so obsessed with just to prove to everyone that we're able to do it all. Yes, I work out. Yes, I go to school. Yes, I get great grades. And yes, I have lots of friends and yes, I take care of my family and yes, like everything. And it's more important for us to prove it to others than to actually do it. Mm. So it's more important for many people to think that you have a lot of friends than it is for you to actually have friends. <laughs> so I think that many people are just so exhausted by like faking in this time. So um, I think that a day of, of resting and just let the peace come and get time to think and to reflect. And uh, yeah, I think that's something not just Christians need, but everyone. I think that we have to get better at setting away time. Yeah. Today we have the, I mean, you guys are here and we, I would love to talk about how it is to be a young person and a Christian and what's your experiences and takes on that. And to start off that, I mean, how would you say it is to be young today? And I mean, what's the reality a young person is facing today? I mean, we talk a lot about reaching out to the next generation uh, in our churches, in our movement. Uh, but I mean, what's the life of young people today? I think that uh, just like I said, it's a lot about faking because there's so many high standards and so much that that youth have to live up mm. to all the time. And it becomes more important to prove that you can do it and that you manage everything and that you like, you're fixing life. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it becomes more important to prove that to others than to actually have a nice life. It's more important that uh, their Instagram is nice than to have a nice life. Mm. So I think that there's a lot of faking involved. Mm, a lot of pressure also, maybe? Yeah, 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 a lot of pressure. And yeah, a lot of not feeling good enough mm. because of all everything that you think that you should have done, but you can't. And then everyone goes around thinking this and everyone goes around thinking that everyone else managed. It's like an evil circle. Yeah. yeah. And Tobias, mm. what do you think or... What do you see? I mean, you also work with a lot of people in the Bible school and you see them from outside perspective, maybe. What do you see? 
yeah but i agree with what marlin says and uh, it's a lot of it's kind of a competition in, in like having the best life and you go after like the good feeling and you follow your feelings and your feelings are the truth and uh, you want everyone to like you and so you are very shaped by the people uh, you hang with and uh, what the people around you like to do and uh, it's just about trying to have the best life as possible before you die <laughs> Mm. And we don't talk about death. We don't talk about that. But uh, just uh, try to have fun and laugh and go to parties and travel and uh, see the world and uh, get a good job and money and a nice house and a car so you don't waste your life. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's kind of like the, th that's the comfort you get. Yeah. Mm. Out of your own experience, how would you say that all the teenagers today, how do they relate to Christian faith? Or, I mean, is there something that they actually know a lot or little about is it something that interests them i mean we need to know this to even know how to start the conversation when reaching out i think they think they know a lot but they doesn't know anything <laughs> so they have a little bit of christianity uh, at school but i worked with i was supposed to go to cambodia last year but i went up to a uh, city up north in norway called alta and there we, we worked with some youth and uh, had like, uh, it was a youth group uh, kind of, and they were soon, they were going to have like a confirmation and they had almost finished their year, but they didn't know uh, why Jesus loved them or uh, why Jesus actually came and why they didn't see heaven when they were up in the airplane, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I just think there's a lot of uh, bad education. And I think there's uh, just that people don't really care because it doesn't look cool or it's outdated or it's old. It's uh, science has proved them wrong. And uh, it's uncool to be a Christian kind of because it's easier to just follow the flow of everyone else because then you're inside, you know, the safe frames yeah. kind of. What yeah. would you say, Malin? I think I think that they know what they've been taught in school. And when I learned about Christianity in school, I I was kind of shocked. I I could not uh, relate at all. And uh, I think they know what they've been taught. And also, they know what the society says. And since the society today is very like liberal because it's really like uh, find your own truth and your truth is the best truth and uh, you can just think whatever you want but not something that uh, is like against what we think yeah or, like, it's, it's kind of like um, you, you're free to think whatever but as long as it's inside the box of what the common yeah. sense yeah, right. in the society yeah mm. <laughs> and to like disagree with them the the one who who speak the loudest <laughs> in the society mm -hmm. and the one that you kind of want to like you that doesn't seem worth it i think for like reaching what the christianity that they've uh, learned about in school so to go against the society to be a christian that they've learned about in school is just yeah they don't want that 
Yeah, they, they don't they don't know the gospel. They don't know the good news. They mm. just know the school books that try to box in Christianity and make it like every every el everyone else or every other religion that the school teaches, and uh, and so they know nothing about why Jesus actually came. And maybe they know why we celebrate great Christmas, but they don't know what Easter is really about. And uh, yeah, I think the school tries to make Christianity look like other religions kind of or they just look at uh, how do they match uh, but they don't really get why people are christians instead of muslims kind of yeah and i mean in this uh, time and in this way of experiencing life and growing up today how would you describe it is to be young and a christian in the midst of all this uh, i think that uh, that's kind of what i started to say because the way that non-christians uh, see christianity like how they they doesn't want to relate to that because of how they how others are gonna look at them that's what christians feel too i think that christians can feel a lot of shame in those situations because the society is telling them that what they're thinking is is so bad and is you're not in a way you're being told that you're not loving and that you're not accepting and that you're not some things that I would say that I am <laughs> and that uh, I want to be. Mm. What would you say to be us? How is it to be young today and Christian and trying to navigate this, what you say, landscape of people questioning your faith, questioning, I mean, like <laughs> Molly said, they think you are in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to build off of what Marlin said, we bring this comparison uh, or like a competition of having the best life into church. And so you look, uh, you look up to people maybe in the church or uh, it's just a lot of uh, comparison. And like, are you lifting your hands in worship? How often do you read the Bible? And uh, does it look like you're a good Christian? Do you use the right words? And uh, Uh, how do you dress and do you seem uh, like does it seem like you have a spiritual relationship with God and uh, it's a lot of faking with the youth as well I think especially when corona came I think that made a huge impact on very uh, many because they didn't have the church to go to so they were just left by themselves and the people that wanted to actually get to know god they had to pick up their bible on their own and they had to watch online services but everyone else kind of just like faded away kind of because they were just used to faking it and it wasn't uh it was more fun kind of and just an event than it was uh I decided to actually know God better because you were just trying to be a, a better person to get your life together. And mm. uh, it was more like living in a certain way, trying to meet up to all the expectations and maybe building your faith around the concept rather than the actual relationship in a way. Yeah, I love that because I've thought a lot about hype versus like being real lately. And I think that in trying to make the church more re relevant for youth we have kind of made it easy to come without having an actual relationship with god or uh it's more about having fun and like people doesn't come if you don't have the correct uh, speaker and 
the nice worship and you need to have a band and you need to have that kind of lighting and you need to have fun activities afterwards. If not, people doesn't come. And then you are selling kind of a concept. You're selling a concert <laughs> in some cases instead of God. And it's not to say that there's not good intentions behind this. And a lot of it works because that makes it attractive to young people. And it's uh, difficult to find that balance between actually being relatable to the culture that we live in. And, you know, some bait to get people in is <laughs> absolutely good. But just that maybe it's been a too much a focus to have fun uh, instead of actually like having maybe small groups and praying for each other. And it's, it's not just this Sunday we're Christians, but we're Christians all week long. And uh, the church is maybe not that much equipping people or discipling or following them up because it's just an event and then you go home or you, you have fun and then you go home. And uh, I think, yeah, as I talked about in this Corona period, that we have got a lot of youth that really want to get to know God better, that has gotten to know him better and that really burn for him. And that those have been sharpened because uh, their faith has been a child kind of. But everyone else that was just there for the party and haven't got a good fellowship to ask the right questions and get some answers and the right tools to study the Bible, they maybe have drifted away. Yeah, and it's difficult. They don't know maybe how to come back. And and especially in this youth time, you have a lot of questions because you're not leaning on your child faith anymore, but you're trying to figure out this yourself. And if you don't have a good fellowship, a good like church family that can study the Bible with you and answer some questions and pray with you, then it's really hard to be a youth in this society that tells you that God doesn't exist. Yeah, I think it's so good what you share. And I also, I mean, how can we as churches, as Christian individuals first, of course, but also as churches, how can we reach the young people? What do young people need today? What do you see? Like you talk about how we have tried to do certain ways, uh, maybe back in time and we try to do this nice and and everything to attract people and i mean in a way it's nothing wrong with that but we often miss out the core message like who who jesus is who is jesus for you when they leave that uh, meeting they go home and they actually have a faith at last they have a small group that they can come to and and share these things and when a corona pandemic hits you still can keep your faith because you have routines, you have ways in life yeah. that keeps you on the track. But in mm. order to reach that goal, <laughs> what mm. do you see, both of you, that the churches need to focus on in trying to reach out to the young people? I think for me, in to be part of a youth group, it's been really important to have a leaders that are role models and that's real friends not just leaders to experience that that they're genuinely interested in me and to get to know me and and to be my friend and that's not just my leader on fridays and say hi to me on sundays but that's really involved in my life as a friend and that that makes you feel really seen and important and also i think that when you have older leaders, like youth are more, much more comfortable with adults that act their own age. 
because a lot of youth <laughs> leaders can be like 30 and then trying to act 16. And I know it's like, it's a nice thought, <laughs> but it doesn't always feel that genuine. Like it would be much more natural if you just acted 30 <laughs> because you can be really interested for real when you're 32. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's been really important to me mm -hmm. that everything like feels, feels real and that you're genuine mm -hmm. and that you're not just there to do a job. Yeah, would yeah. you say that, I mean, what you say is that like, I mean, what we do in church might not be the, the core focus is more like if you as leaders focus on the personal like relationships, the mentorship, and then out of that you can, I mean, do whatever kind of. The important is not in the in what we do. It's more like who we are as leaders and as church that attracts the young people. Would you say that? Or Yeah, and that it's important to have role models yeah. that you can look up to as Christians. Yeah. I think that's so important because... When you're a young person dealing with all these things that we talked about, a lot of shame and a lot of negative feelings comes out of that and that we have to be aware of how we meet them and what they need because they don't need to have another place where they have to live up to some standards and it must be a place where they can let their shoulders down and just be seen and not feel like they have to live up to something and that as leaders uh, help them just yeah just accept them with everything that they come with and yeah what's normalized in the the society today isn't necessarily so normalized in christian settings and that's why i think that a lot of youth can bring a lot of shame because oh no i i witnessed that conversation or I went to that party and I did some things that I shouldn't have done. And I think that, that the focus on doing like the right things is more dominant in Christian settings than it have to be. And especially with youth, that maybe that's not what they need. They need to be thought more about grace and the love and the freedom of God and not everything that they have to have to do right because they already get so much of that by the society mm. yeah that's so good yeah yeah i agree with what you say and i think the key is a lot about being vulnerable and daring to like share the mm. tough stories uh be because then you're real you know then people trust you and uh often we it's not like we do this always but often when we share testimonies it's like things were crap but god came in out everything is perfect <laughs> and uh, uh youth need to hear those stories where everything isn't perfect but they trust god anyway anyways and where uh and a god that also is with you when everything is uh, crap <laughs> and you don't understand everything. Yeah, oh, I think that's really good. I think that also shows clear the standard that we don't expect people to to be on the top all the time, or we don't we don't uh, premiere people that have succeeded or that have everything together. But we also mm. premiere people that are in the middle of a tough season, and they can share that, and that can maybe help someone else to to go through mm. what they are going through. Uh, and that, I think, will help a lot with the competition that's happening in the church, as well as being a good Christian. And you talked about a grace, uh, Malin, and I think a, a lot of youth really need that message. But I've also been thinking about 
like youth also now want they want truth because i think they're kind of a little bit if they dare uh, <laughs> they're they're sick of uh, just everyone uh, telling them different truth because they're just following their own feelings and i think people will know when you're actually genuine and also speak the truth and it's something about like the wholehearted or to believe in god and follow him wholeheartedly i think we need to talk more about that because for some it's a burden to be a christian because you have to do everything but if you don't have like the core of grace and you're loved and god did everything for you there's nothing you can do that will make you a better christian or make him love you more uh but like as it says in first john chapter 4:19 i think we love because god loves us first or something and that's the key but the youth doesn't understand that god loves them first so they're just loving out of their own uh, power out of their own energy and they're not getting it from god and then you just get worn out and sick because it's just like the society everywhere else where you have to uh, pretend that you're someone that you're not and church need to be a hospital for the broken but also a place where we like build people up and we need to encourage people to actually follow Jesus in spite of the society but it's not a burden you know it's a it's a joy because we know who we are in Christ and God loves us first so of course i will serve you god that's what life is about but if they haven't experienced that and if they're going from like this child faith to i want to do this personally and they don't get to experience that god is close and that god is near and that god actually cares about them then it would will just be uh, something that you have to perform again they need to get that right first that god loved them first yeah and i also think that we need to to show how you can live wholeheartedly with god and to god but to show that that doesn't mean that you're perfect and that you can live wholeheartedly for god and still fail sometimes like we all fail and that doesn't mean that we can't live for god and that's something that i've actually realized a lot lately like i have a teacher right now who's taught me a lot about shame and how god doesn't want us to live in shame and still that's a feeling that's really dominant among christians and among christian youth so i think that's so sad but it's yeah, yeah. i think it's really good what you say and I, and i think I think what what I hear you say out of this is like the need what what the church can do and what we as Christians can do to reach the young people is to be the role models that they need in life. I mean, and in that you can show that you're vulnerable, you can show that you're not perfect, you can show your shortcomings, but you can also share the good times with them, but show like the genuine personal friend that you can be for them i think that's what i hear from you what we as churches can focus on more and and also how you describe the need of speaking truth like what is the christianity about what is it what that we stand for but that it comes out of grace that grace and the love and who god is is in the first place that's what we need to present and that's what, mm -hmm. what we need to help them to get on a way to get to know God more, get to know the grace more, get to experience God first and out of that believing that God will disciple them 
together yeah. with us. <laughs> and I, I think a perfect place to do a lot of that is in Bible groups. Because when you come on a Sunday, you know, there's a lot of people maybe and you don't get to talk to everybody and there's worship and there's uh, someone that's speaking and then worship and then maybe some prayer and then maybe church coffee and then you have to rush home because you have to go to soccer or something, you know. Uh, so a Bible group where you actually can talk to these role models and where you can share life, the ups and the downs, and where you can pray for each other and where you can ask all those difficult questions and maybe get some answers, get help to actually learn to study the Bible because we then you can also make each other responsible for like uh, remembering to actually read some Bible and put some time aside for just you and God. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good add-on. Like the the need of small groups, the need of smaller settings where you can have a maybe a structured way of discussing things, yeah. uh, hearing from each other, praying together, sharing mm-hmm. what's on your heart. Um, but just to to land this conversation, also, I, I would like you guys to summarize out of what we have talked about today and uh, what you hope and wish people would like take from this and that they would be challenged by and with that saying one thing for the older people what would you like them to get out of this talk and be challenged by and one thing for a younger person i think i think the main thing for me is this hype versus being real and to not just do things because they're cool and you think it will attract but to be genuine and set god first and make people attracted to god and not a church concept or not a cool worship or a cool guy that's preaching set set god first Mm. um but what i said about grace and shame that uh, god doesn't want us to go around being ashamed of what we did that's now not how it's supposed to be and that i think that's really something that young people needs to hear Mm. and needs to believe Mm. and not just hear Mm. but needs to believe in we have to talk about it and we have to live it yeah and and as live what we mm, say as leaders actually show it because as you said we say it a lot but how are we actually different from Mm non-christian settings in how we love people and how we meet people Mm. That sounds really good. I feel a lot, what do you say, inspired after our talk today. And I think there's a lot of good truth and wisdom in this talk. And I think it's a lot of, uh, what to say, maybe eye-opener for people that are listening uh, to this. And um, I s- just want to thank you for joining in in this podcast. And I know we will see each other soon again on the Vinya Nordic Youth Winter Camp in Jan- February, actually. 2022 so when this episode is being released it's quite close to that camp so if you're listening you know some young person that haven't signed up or you are young please sign up and we will have a (laughs) wonderful winter camp together and also a summer camp 2022 again so that's something to look forward to Uh, so yeah again thank you so much Tobias and Malin thank you thank you that we could come Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow the Vina Nordic movement and everything that is happening, you can go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us under Vineyard Nordic. 
You can also help us by subscribing to this podcast on the different podcast platforms. When doing that, you will also get an update every time we have a new episode out. So again, thank you and see you again next time. Bye bye.